Welcome to the AI Learner Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings you fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learner Lounge. Today, we're going to be looking at the rise of the AI fugitive. Now, this is where learning and development really meets AI. When I say AI fusionists, you probably think of fusing two things together, right? And that's exactly what this is. It's taking our traditional expertise, our foundations and our evidence-based methods and frameworks and merging them with AI. So it's a powerful combination. AI is exciting and it's innovative, but it really needs our direction. And it's just ready and waiting for our expertise and our deep-seated knowledge. So we need to teach AI our foundational principles and interact with it in a way that really leverages those so that we're not just doing AI for AI's sake. When we hear about AI, we also hear about different roles like prompt engineering or AI ops, these different things. AI fusionist isn't a role. It's more of just a concept of the way we're thinking, the way we're approaching things. And there's four different elements of what it means to be an AI fusionist. So throughout this episode, we're going to be taking a look at each of those more in depth, and we'll find out what it means to really be an AI fusionist for learning and development. So the first element of being an AI fusionist is holistic integration. Now, when we think about holistic integration, it really truly means integrating. So it's more than just using mid-journey to create an image that we're going to add into one of our e-learning courses or using ChatGPT to come up with a storyboard for us. It's making sure that we're cohesively taking AI and merging it with our learning and development methodologies, our tools, our frameworks, so that we can get better outcomes from our AI collaboration. An example of this could be with an evaluation. So if we wanna assess the impact and effectiveness of our learning programs, maybe we wanna use the learning transfer evaluation model, the LTEM. Now, this particular one has eight tiers of evaluation from the basic level attendance that our learner attend the training all the way up into the effects of transfer and the outcomes on the learner, organization, society, and much more. So if you ask ChatGPT to design you an evaluation based on the LTIM, it's going to think it knows what that means, what the LTEM is and what those tiers are, but it really doesn't. It will give you eight of them, but they're not going to be aligned with the different levels or the overall concept of it. So that's where we need to bring our expertise in as learning and development professionals and teach the AI model, so to speak. So we can do that in our prompting. It could be an actual AI tool that we're going to build and making sure we have that in there. But the principle of it is making sure that we're not losing sight of 
our own tools and our own techniques. We're instead bringing that in, not letting AI run the show. We're still in control and we're helping it understand what we need from it in that context. And we can do this too if maybe we want to create a lesson plan using Gagne's nine events of instruction. So the different conditions for learning to take place, starting with gaining the attention of our learners, informing them of the objectives, all the way down to assessing performance. This one is very well known. It's online, talked about a lot. So ChatGPT has a better understanding of what Gagne's learning events are compared to the LTEM model, but it still needs our input to tell it how to use that effectively and making sure that we're actually telling it to use that, not letting it decide on its own what's going to make up that lesson plan or storyboard that we're creating. So we're essentially giving it a blueprint based on our expertise so that we can be more effective with it. Now, our second element of being an AI fusionist is probably my favorite. It's transcending boundaries. So thinking beyond what we're doing now to really redefine learning and taking a different approach, doing things differently, because AI brings us opportunities to do things we haven't done before in a way we haven't done before. And I think that's really exciting, especially when we tie that back to our learning and development foundations, it can be very effective. So if we think about maybe a traditional e-learning module for leadership training, now usually that module might rely on case studies, it might have quizzes built in, a branching scenario exercise for practice. But when we introduce AI in the mix, we can transcend those boundaries a bit. And instead of learning from static case studies, we can make them more dynamic that our learners can engage with and have conversations with different individuals involved in that case study. And then using that to provide different opportunities for authentic practice. So maybe it's an AI text-to-speech avatar, and they're able to converse with them and interact and practice some difficult conversations using different things that they've learned within the e-learning module and then get feedback on that. And we can also see that within our own work too, if we have a report out we need to do, maybe sharing the findings from an evaluation we've done on a recent training, we can use AI sure to help create that presentation. If you put a prompt into ChatGPT, asking it to build a presentation or analyze data, it can do that. And we can also use it to help visualize that a little bit better. So maybe we wanna really tell the story using AI avatars, or we wanna have other interactive elements in there. Maybe it's a chat bot that the stakeholders we're reporting to can ask any question they want anytime if they're not able to attend the presentation or they don't have time to read the report, they can just interact with it that way to get the information. And that's really what one of the big opportunities that AI brings is being able to do things a little bit differently and a little bit better. Now for our third element of being an AI fusionist, it is evolving foundations. And what that really gets into is looking at our different methodologies, our tools, techniques, frameworks, 
all these evidence-based things we have and how those might need to evolve now that AI is thrown into the mix. So for example, we have different things like Mayer's 12 Principles of Multimedia Learning. And that gives us really good guidelines for using things like text and video, animation, graphics, all these different things, using them in our e-learnings. But what it doesn't encompass right now or take into account is AI and how that impacts things. So we could be looking at, for example, the voice principle. It says to use a human rather than a machine-generated voice. We're no longer talking about storylines built in speech-to-text narration. We're talking about tools that can make AI almost indistinguishable from the human voice. So seeing how things like this principle might need to change, knowing when it is okay to use AI voice, if there's times in our learning experience where it's not okay and a human voice should be used, or if there's a level of transparency that needs to be built in so our learners know that it's AI and not human. And looking at other elements too, like personalization and how that could involve beyond what we originally imagined. What are the best practices for that? The different guidelines that we could have in place so that we're doing things in a way that's going to make a good learning outcome. And along the same lines, we also might need to look at what we need to add to our existing methodologies and frameworks with AI now being in place. So the five moments of need is a great example of this. It gives us a really good place to think about the different moments when we need to learn. And there's five different ones. Um, the first is when you learn something for the first time. The second is when you want to learn more. Maybe you're looking at career development where you're going to learn something to take back to the job and apply that. The third is when you actually try to apply that or you try to remember something you've learned. The fourth is when something goes wrong or you need to correct it, make fixes to it. And the fifth is when things change. So as we bring AI into the workforce and we start to work with it, that might bring us a new moment of need. For example, challenging assumptions could be one. When we're interacting with AI as a tool, it's also our collaborative partner, and it's going to give us outputs and insights, and those might not always align with our own human-held beliefs or our assumptions, knowledge that we have. So we need to be able to critically think about those outputs and evaluate what we're getting compared to our own knowledge and understanding, seeing what the gaps might be between the two and look into that farther to make sure we're coming to a good conclusion. We're not just completely trusting the AI and going with what it's telling us, but we're also not completely ignoring it. We're taking into account that there might be learning that needs to be done on our part. So these type of changes to our own foundations, being able to evolve those to encompass AI, that's a huge part of becoming an AI fusionist. And the last element of being an AI fusionist is really about respecting expertise, making sure that we're valuing our role as humans and the input that we provide. We know AI isn't here to take over our roles as learning and development professionals. It's a tool that we can use collaboratively to help magnify our expertise. And it's not going to replace us as a facilitator. It's not going to replace us as a learning and development professionals. It's not going to replace us as coaches or mentors. It's going to add on to what we can do. And being able to find the right collaboration and the right workflows that can leverage 
our own expertise and use AI for those more repetitive tasks, data analysis, so that we can focus on personal interactions, strategic planning, and using AI insights to help with that too. And then along the same lines, the expertise of others that we work with, our subject matter experts, especially, we're not going to completely cut them out and trust ChatGPT to tell us everything we need to know about their subject because they can't. They don't have the same organizational context that our subject matter expert has. They don't have their perspective, their experience and actual hands-on experience and things they've learned over time and recognizing our learners too and their own expertise, their needs, their understanding of things. We're not going to do our needs analysis by asking ChatGPT how our learners might feel. We can use it maybe as a starting point, but we're still going to go out and actually have conversations with them, have a dialogue, do focus groups, interviews, whatever it is we need to do during that needs analysis phase, and then evaluation so that we're not just relying on AI to give someone's perspective or insights. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the AI Learner Lounge podcast, the podcast for AI and learning and development. Today, we looked at what it means to really be an AI fusionist and what those four elements are. I hope you'll join me for our next episode.